Hey, this is your name, your name, your name. And uh, they say it ain't easy. Gang Green. Gang Green. The New York Jets. Have their man. Jets got themselves a great Robert Sala. Robert Sala. Talk about all gas, no break. Get a great one. We're not talking about effort on the field. Ooh. We're talking about the process at which we do things. I'm not gonna lie to you. Hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. Keep your foot on the pedal. Base, 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 base. There's no way I'm not gonna have enthusiasm on the sideline. Hey, own this rut, own this rut. The New York Jets can beat anybody in the world, and I think we're gonna win next Sunday. Hey! What's up, everybody? Welcome to the latest edition of the Ain't Easy Being Green podcast, broadcasting to you live from beautiful, amazing, picturesque Crystal Lake Studios in Westchester County, New York. My name's Keith Fowler. I'm joined, as always, by the number one Jet fan in the state of Texas, none other than my colleague and co-host, Michael. What's up, baby? Guys, we're coming off a of 15 and just brutal just brutal loss to the Patriots. Brutal in every way. The way it ended, Mike, was just excruciating, to say the least. The way the game went, I think, was how Jet fans thought it was going to go. How yep. we predicted on this show. I'm not even saying we went out on a limb, Mike, in any way, shape, or form. We thought we'd lose a really ugly game. And that's exactly what happened in this game. And the game, we'll get into how Zach Wilson played in the game. Mike, it's that headline of the NFL right now, the headline of the Jet World, especially uh, the reactions and the everything that's gone on after the game, Mike, is what really has gone even more headlines. And I think, Mike, I mean, I really want to get to you. We have a lot to get to here. We know we have a new quarterback in the practice squad, guys. Um, we have a lot to get to with Jet stuff. But when it comes to the coach, Mike, and kind of the way he handled his reaction to how Zach played after the Cowboys game, then again after this game versus the Pats, a lot of criticism in Salah's direction, Mike. His quotes seem to be someone who is kind of a Zach apologist instead of maybe yep. being realistic. I know maybe he changed his tune. A li- he changed his tune a little bit today, Mike, but kind of too late. When, when you change your tune that much after, it seems like public pressure or the media kind of got to you, whatever the case may be. But Mike, what did you think in the aftermath of that game? Jets lose to the Pats. Salah comes out. He says Zach's not the reason we lost. We see improvement. This and that. What was your take on that? Just let's get to that first when you heard him say that. Um, how did that come so, off to you? I feel like um, my my biggest problem with people is when there is factual evidence in front of you and you just don't want to address that. You know, it, it wasn't. it's not the fact that he keeps trotting them out there because I think the decision to start Zach is above his pay grade, but I feel like it's you're talking to us like we're stupid. Like, we're not watching the worst quarterback in the NFL, the worst quarterback the last three years. And it just really bothered me that he made comments like, you know, we see the improvement, you know, he gives us the best chance to win, you know, things like that when, you know, you know, it's not true. And it didn't ride well with the rest of the team because we know it's not true. Um, I especially after the Patriot game where we just saw regression across the board from him holding the ball not making decisions i mean i think it's very clear to all of us we already know zach 
you know, was struggling. But I think it's clear he just can't play in the NFL, dude. He cannot process plays. He, we have, I have never yet seen him have like a three, four, five touchdown game and been like, damn, he really took took that over. I have never even seen it from him. Um, and I feel like at this point, what are, what are we trying to do here? You know, are you trying to stick to a plan to try and salvage? Like, I don't know what solid you're thinking, but when you come out and talk to the media, the New York media, especially New Yorkers who are very real about things, like you could have completely voiced this over differently. You could have been and said, you know, the offense did not do what it should have. That's why we lost the game. And that starts and ends with the quarterback. Why couldn't you say something like that? But to say, uh, we don't blame Zach or Zach wasn't the reason we lost. You're damn right. He was the reason you lost coach. Yeah. And when you say shit like that to us, we look at you sideways and then you, I, you come to conclusions like where I have, where I don't want you to be the head coach of the jets anymore, because if you're saying stuff like that, then what else are you going to say? When it's so blatantly obvious what the damn problem is. It's not. This isn't yeah. hard. This isn't hard. You know, that's where my initial yeah. view of it is, Keith. Yeah, it's hard to hear from uh, Robert Salah that Zach Wilson is improving. Uh, that he's, he's showing improvement in practice, but it's not showing up in the box score. I mean, what are you even saying? Like... You're actually not even saying anything when you say that. You're trying to support him. Uh, but it really is just kind of an insult on people's intelligence at this point. Like, the different types of leaders when it comes to business, when it comes to sports, when it comes to life. Some people are motivators, like a Herm Edwards might. Some people are going to give you a kick in the ass in a different way, like a Bill Parcells. Both of them effective in different ways, right? But what you've seen when it comes to sports, Mike, more often than not, the guys, the coaches that, for lack of a better term, keep it real, a, a shithead like Belichick or a Parcells or these guys that don't mind going in public or being asked a question and being honest about it, those are the guys that seem to have a lot more success. If you want to, Mike, if you want to lose your football team, have them only give up 13 points. Have the other quarterback only throw for 200 yards, and then when the game's over, say, oh, no, the, we, you know, we're giving up third downs. That's why we lost. We gave up a late touchdown. That's why we lost. Make it seem like the defense is part of the reason. When Zach Wilson completed, what, 18 for 36. You know, we had, 100, we had 100, uh, 171 yards on the day. He had 157 yards on the day. In his career, he's averaging like 175 yards for his whole career. So we've seen enough. We know enough. Mike, these guys in that locker room, the defensive players especially, they know why they lost the game. Like, they're forget about me, you, Jet fans, pundits, you know, commentators, writers, people who have blogs. Forget about all of them. Football players. They know why they lost the game. Forget about us feeling like we're we're being made out that we but we're stupid. He's doing that to the team. Because when you get out in front of the media and get asked questions and you even pretend like, I'm not saying the defense played the greatest game of all time, but they only gave up 13 points, Mike. There's a sack with the safety was the other two points. They lost 15 to 10. You give up two field goals and a touchdown the whole day. You should win the football game. Right. I mean, it's just a recipe for disaster in so many ways when it comes to Salah because he always has been really positive and I get that approach. You're a player's coach. You don't ever say anything negative about anyone. 
Okay, that's not going to get you very far in this league. Okay, I mean, maybe Dick Vermeil is the only coach I can even think of that seemed to lean Mike in that all overly positive direction who we could say had success. You know, I mean, even, even Andy Reid, all these guys keep it real. Yeah, but you know, it just questions. My, my, it just questions me that he's had this guy all through his career here as a, as the head coach, Keith. He's twelve and twenty five. Don't you understand why you're losing, Sarah? Like you're a freaking head coach, man, and you're still sending this guy out there. It's your job now, bro. Like it's not Zach's fault. It's not his fault anymore. Okay, it's not. It's you. You're the freaking head coach. How could you keep sending this dude out here and thinking? That that's going to change things. How? How is it that you have Jeremy Rucker still out there? I mean, not Jeremy Rucker, but Uzama uh, uh, still out there. When we just talked about how he's terrible in run blocking, but you're still trotting him out there. You know what I'm saying? Randall Cobb still starting over Hardman. I'm done with Rotala, dude. I am. I'm done with it because yeah. because if you're the leader of and a my, team, you, you cannot to, make decisions. You want to hear like a little this. bit more data? About you can't make decisions like this and, no, and keep your job. Yeah, and you know what? I'll also say that when people or Ursula wants to suggest to Jet fans or anyone that's watched the team the last couple years. It's not Zach Wilson. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this at you. Last year, Mike White, who's not the greatest quarterback in the world, he's just Mike White. Mike, he averaged 298 yards passing per start last year. Mike White, no one's saying he's the greatest, but with the same personnel, Zach Wilson's throwing for a buck fifty, right? Mike White is a legend. He's averaging almost the same amount of yards as Justin Herbert and Patrick Mahomes last year. Okay, um, he had a game with 369. He threw, remember, three touchdowns. 240, 260. The year before, Mike White threw for 405 yards in a game. Mike, Joe Flacco last year, the same year last year, same players, Mike, last year, Joe Flacco's first three starts, 309, 307, and 285. That's how many yards he threw. I'm not, no one's saying Joe Flacco's great. No one's saying that, right? But with the same players, with the year before, Johnson came out, had 300-yard game. With the same players, Average to below average quarterbacks are putting up 300 yards or moving the football. I know wins and losses, all that matters. But I'm just saying, man, anybody else, anybody else they've thrown out there literally has done better than Zach Wilson. So when you get to this point, you're telling everyone it's not his fault, we're losing. It's like all the data says the opposite. On this season, he's 44 for 84%, 52, 44 for 84, Mike, that's 52% completion percentage. Two touchdowns, four interceptions, the lowest QB rating of his entire career. He's ranked last in the league across the board. You know where the Jets' offense is ranked? Last. You know what? Mike, time of possession for the Jets on offense ranked last. We have the ball about 24 minutes a game. I showed Mike this before the, we started the show. We're last this year. We were 30th last year. We were 29th the year before that. Those are the three years we have with Zach Wilson. We just don't even have the ball because all we do is go three and out. You see this guy? This oh, guy, man, he just know, says, I'm, so, so we're so asking this who week, do you wait, suggest? Let me ask you a question. Go ahead. Go ahead. See this guy, Ben, I know we're on a delay, so that's what's happening right now, um, you and me. It's okay. This guy, Ben, says here, so who do you suggest? If not Boyle, then it has to be Zach. No, it doesn't have to be Zach. 
No, it doesn't. Go look at this. He's the statistically the second worst quarterback of all time. Of all time. Why would it be Zach? What? Talk to me from a data perspective. Why, Zach Wilson? I could suggest I could grab someone off the damn practice squad who's going to do a better job. He's literally done one thing right this season. A two-minute drill, both in the Dallas game at the half and last game, right? And he got the team close. They got close running the ball where they kicked a field goal, 10 points in each game. Don't talk to me about Zach Wilson, brother. He is the worst. And there is zero argument that anyone can make about that. Yeah, it's a perfect storm, um, Ban. And when we talk about this week, I don't. There's no one else besides Zach or Boyle, so I can't disagree with you for this week. I think the rest of the year, they gotta figure something out. <laughs> they gotta figure something. Out. And maybe it is. Maybe, maybe it's Trevor Simeon. Because look, Mike, Trevor Simeon's not a great quarterback, but I looked it up: 42 touchdowns, 28 hits in his career. He's Dan Marino compared to Zach Wilson. Zach, <laughs> you We got Simeon. I'm like, hell yes. Anything, anything right now, Mike. Last week versus just, just so bam, just so you know how bad Zach's been. Last week we're two for fourteen on third down. The week before we were one for ten. That means the past two weeks we've been three for twenty-four. Three for twenty-four. Oh, and yo, you're not wrong. I know, I know it's bad saying. This is my point. To do it, Bampy Five. This is my point. After the Bills game, I came on here on this show. And said, if we don't get another quarterback right now so that we have somebody by, say, the Chiefs game, right? Get him in the building, figure it out, give him a few If we don't do that, we're throwing the season away. Mike, and you know I said that. I thought if we don't get someone now, we're throwing the season away because Zach can't play this position. Now it seems like the whole universe is coming around to the same opinion. I already thought they should do something or at least somebody behind this guy, Aaron Rodgers, who could actually play football because – I think Joe Douglas drafting him or he drafted him is the reason, obviously, Mike is here. It's ego. You know, I mean, we've seen guys not we've seen guys not even as bad as Zach, like Josh Rosen. He's not even playing in the NFL anymore. His stats are probably better than Zach's. Right. Um, I mean, it, it just seems. It yeah, just Mark, seems like- Mark says it right here. Mark says it right here. He blames it on the whole organization for not having a good backup in the beginning of the year. I completely agree with you, Mark. You know, uh, this is Joe Douglas doubling down thinking that he can try to salvage the unsalvageable. And they should have, at the time, got a good backup like Teddy Two Gloves, like Gardner Minshew, someone, and put Zach on the pine and and put him, you know, but they didn't want to waste the roster spot. And they said, hey, and the unthinkable happened, and now we're here. But you want to know something? It is what it is because Zach was never going to be the guy anyway. We were just going to be wasting time, you know, trying to coach up the uncoachable. He does not understand how to process NFL plays. He cannot operate in a professional environment on the football field. That's just the facts. I don't know what else to say to you. I have a graph here that shows he holds the ball longer than any quarterback in the league, and he still does check downs and misses players. I, I don't know what to say. Yeah. Mike, it's just all Jets fans, everybody who after the Bills game was talking about Maybe Zach could be the dude. We all know now what the story is. It's all good. Um, oh, we're talking about bringing Chad. Yo, if we bring in, I'll bring, I'll bring Mark Sanchez out of the booth right now, and he'll ball out better. Me than too. Zach. Me too. Hey, Mike, you know what? As much, 
And you know, Mike, this is what, 12 years ago, we sat and argued about Sanchez all the time, me and you. All the time. And yo, he's better than Zach Wilson. Because yo, his Way third better. season, Sanchez, his third season, he threw 26 touchdowns. Now imagine Jet fans in your mind real quick, a universe where Zach throws 26. You can't even imagine it. You know, that's what Sanchez, I mean, I'm not saying Sanchez is great, but year one to year two to year three, he did improve, right? And then he plateaued and it was what it was. Zach's getting worse every year. Yeah. You know, he's literally yeah. getting worse every single year. And it puts us in a scenario where even Joe Namath, oh. like, he is our Yoda, Mike. Oh. Joe Namath, even when Mark Sanchez is playing bad or Gino was struggling or, you know, when Sam was struggling, Mike, Joe Namath would find a way. He's such a classy dude. He would find a way to say something positive, to figure out a way, hey, maybe Sam can figure it out. Maybe Santa can figure it out. And he's done with that. And he he said everything, every Jet fan that we know has been saying to each other now in text, every Jet fan sees, and uh, one of our, our, our viewers just mentioned a moment ago, I'm sorry, I forgot your name, that we didn't set ourselves up with a good backup, so we put ourselves in this position. That's right, As good Mark. as Joe Douglas did, if you set the whole team up around Aaron Rodgers, well, look, that's not a bad plan, right? Aaron Rodgers is not a bad plan. We get it. But if you set the whole squad up around him, and then he goes south immediately like it's happened, happened to the all the time, like happened to the Jets all the time, you put yourself in a scenario where, well, what, what's plan B? There's just no plan B. Nothing. Zach Wilson's plan B. And we have to watch this again. He's already been the worst quarterback for two years in a row. And now Joe Namath, Mike. I know. Joe Namath is saying he's done. Joe Namath is done. All right? And it was Mark. Mark. Hey, well, thank Mark, you very much. and he's been a fan for 54 years. And and he says that, he, you know, this year he, they were looking forward to it and it just makes it unbearable to deal with what, what we're dealing with right now. And yeah. I feel my heart goes out to Mark. I'm, I'm, I'm a, been a Jet fan for 43 years. Um, I, I, I just, I'm a loss for work. When it happened, Mark, when, when Rodgers went down, I already knew what happened. You could ask my wife. My wife's like, Babe, and I'm like, yeah, he tore his Achilles. She's like, why would you say something like that? I was like, it happened already. I've seen this already. I've seen my qu quarterbacks get mono. I've seen them break a, a, a femur or whatever the hell in preseason. You know what I'm saying? I've seen cats get punched in the face, and then we're done starting off. Like I, 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 I and so when it happened, I knew. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, another Jet season down like, the to like, tubes. Even Simeon came in the time we had him when Sam had mono. Got his collarbone snapped. Oh, yeah. you're right, son. Oh, my God, you're right. I totally <laughs> forgot about that. His knee was something terrible. He got... Yeah, he got his collarbone snapped, and uh, that was that for his whole Oh, season. my so, goodness, that's crazy. I didn't Mike, even think about you, that, bro. What did you think about, Um, I mean, the fact that Joe Namath, of all people, Joe Namath, who I never, you don't hear him say negative things. About anything, he's such a positive person that he came out so strongly against Zach and basically said, Mike, he's not the guy. He's not a professional quarterback. That's basically what Joe Namath said. Yeah, and it's got weight, and you're not coming back from that. And Joe Douglas knows it. All those corporate yeah, exactly. execs know it. Woody Johnson knows it. If you've got the GOAT, the Jet GOAT coming out and straight up destroying this kid, it's for a reason. And it's because you guys are being boneheads continuing to trot this kid out there i think after as the moment rogers went down we should have signed simeon or somebody right we didn't do that yeah and what's going to happen now ladies and gentlemen 
is we're going to be on national television in front of the earth, not not just the U.S., the whole earth, okay? Patrick Mahomes, my family, my kids, my wife, my parents, we're all going to New York City. I'm flying on a plane tomorrow, okay? This was supposed to be the culmination, the, the, the Aaron Rodgers versus Patrick Mahomes, and we are going to get absolutely boat raced in front of the whole planet. And Zach Wilson is going to get booed out of the stadium. So that's why on this show, I said, Zach's last stand? Question. Because I think, ladies and gentlemen, this is it. This is it for Zach Wilson. He will be on every national radio program on Monday. Yeah. He will get pulled. Tim Boyle will come in. Because when the score is 38-0, and he's got two interceptions... And he hasn't completed a damn pass in the third quarter. They're going to have to put in Tim Boyle. And I'm going to sit here, sit there in the stadium looking at my son and my daughter. And they're going to be like, Poppy, where's Aaron Rodgers? I'm going to be like, he's hurt. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry that you had that. And they're going to look at me like, how the hell are you a Jet fan? Like, why would you put yourself through this? Yeah. That's what's going to happen, ladies and gentlemen. I, and I, I'm just trying to be real. I want everyone to know what's going to happen. So don't get all mad on Sunday. When you got Mike Tirico or whoever the hell making jokes on national time. Because that's what's going to happen and y'all know it. Got a lot of emotion here this week, guys, uh, for me and Mike. Because it just seems like, it just seems like we just can never get out of the wrong way. And I, you know what? And Mark, just like, just like Mike just said, dude, this is, this hack, this is going to be, Mike, I don't need, there's no scenario where he goes down and throws for 300 yards and four touchdowns. There's no hype. There's no like in the Connup world, the bizarre world of the it's not happening. It's not happening. This is the last game he's gonna play. The Chiefs defense is fifth or sixth in the NFL, much better than people realize. Um it's one of the reasons they're playing so well. So that defense is gonna give us all types of problems. The offense we know, you know, is gonna have, you know, probably put up four or five touchdowns in the game. But Mike, Joe Name had his comments. Aaron Rodgers then had some comments too about and I understand he, he's going to put some positive vibes in Zach's direction. He's been there before. He's a quarterback. He's been, you know, under scrutiny before. So I get it. But at the same time, I don't know if saying the team needs to grow up is the best way to go about it. And the reason I'm saying that is because the only guy that needs to grow up is Zach Wilson. Everyone else is, everyone else is balling. So when you say that, it almost is similar to me, Mike, than to what Salah's doing, right? Zach Wilson needs to grow up. Garrett Wilson is a grown-ass man out there. Throw him the ball, Mike, he will make plays. Brees Hall, Mike, will make plays. That defense, all those guys know how to play defense. They will make plays. Mike, McCall Hartman, who doesn't ever get the ball thrown to him, he will make plays. They don't need to grow up. Maybe the, the whole line needs to get better, but the, the the team needs to grow up thing, That's a, that's a you're saying that in a, in a general sense. I get it, Rodgers. But he's only saying it to one person. And that's, to me, Zach Wilson, right? So that's how I took that, right? And I know he had a, you know, he took a subtle jab at Joe Namath. Joe Namath is the number one Jet fan on the planet. We all respect him the most, right? He's our Yoda, like I said. So he can say whatever he wants. Um, I I took Roger's comment, though, Mike. It's kind of like, watch what you say, because you don't want to put a whole team on blast when it's pretty obvious what the problem is. You know what I'm saying, Mike? I agree, and and I think Aaron is just trying to be a mentor for Zach. He was there with him all through, you know, training camp, and I think he's trying to have Salah's back. He's trying to work with management and stay aligned with what they're trying to do, right? 
he is the unquestioned leader of the team. Rogers is. Um, obviously, he can't play, so but his voice still is powerful. So he's trying to galvanize the troops. He's trying to get them to believe in themselves. But the thing that Aaron Rodgers really isn't just admitting is that Zach can't play football. And until we just come to that moment, and it's hard, guys. It is. I know, man. Like, it's hard when you're wrong and you just got to admit you're wrong. That's terrible. It's a difficult concept. And Robert Sala, Joe Douglas, Jet Brass have not yet come to the fact we screwed up with the number two pick and we should not continue to waste any assets anytime anymore with this guy i don't know what it's gonna take it's probably gonna take this game coming up now but aaron get on board brother because it's coming and there's nothing you could do to stop it you know what i'm saying like we could not want it as much as we want but when he goes out there in front of the whole world and stinks it up again, and you and me are booing the whole stadium like it was against Jacksonville, what are you going to do? Yeah. What are you going to do? Just get to the f- point so we can move on. Because all we yeah. want to do is just win. We just want to win. Me and yeah. Keith have been saying, we just want to win. We don't care about Aaron Rodgers. We don't care about anything except one thing. Win. Yeah. And the whole team wants to win. You could see it. That's why they're pissed. They're like, get us someone who at least gets me one first down on a drive. One. And they're not three and out every single time. You know? That, that that's where it's at okay so so Aaron yeah I get it man but you need to just get on board with the reality of our situation and he will he will he has to it's just the, the way things are it's like death we don't want to we don't want to die but we're gonna die so there's nothing you could do to stop it brother you're gonna die one day you know what I mean and you know Mike also Roger seems like one of those type of guys he always likes to push back against whatever like the media's narrative is. So the media's narrative, Zach Wilson stinks this and that. So he wants to come up with some contrarian way to approach it. Okay, knock yourself out, Aaron. But let me tell you something. That's not how we do in New York. We are, my wife is from California. She always says, New Yorkers are rough. And then she laughs and she says, I just mean you're the most direct, okay? And that's just how we are. I'm a very direct guy. New Yorkers are the same way. That's, don't, don't feed us garbage. Whether you're Salah, Aaron Rodgers, I'm going to give him a break, Mike, because he's doing his best to try to be a leader, and he can't even play right now. So, all right, we had a lot invested in It is what it is. But when we get into this this next game, it's just like, I don't see the path to victory, Mike, in the game. If, if we have, um, what did I say, Mike? You think Aaron is in there trying to keep him keep him in? I don't know. That, that could be it, too, Mike. You mentioned that, too. Um, That's, could be yeah, I, I had a, uh, so Adrian, I had a, my own point of view on this. Again, this isn't what everyone else is saying. I have a feeling that Aaron, you know, wants to keep the Zach element because he knows that Zach's not a threat to him. And he knows he could just, you know, play as long as he wants because he's not really going to have any, you know, real competition or whatever moving forward. Again, that's just me. If we draft, I'm not saying we do, we draft a Caleb Williams or a, a Drake May, right? And then they're sitting behind him. Now, you know, he knows that person's going to take his job and yeah, it's not yeah. as comfortable. That was just my quick point of view. 
I didn't say I agree with it. It was just my quick, like, psychological thought on it. But whatever. I could be We'll see. Wrong. There could be some Machiavellian um, approach by Rodgers behind the scenes. I do know that it's like – this will be the last. And we'll talk about the Chiefs game. We'll get out of here, Mike. Just with Salah's approach and then Rodgers, you know, being in his corner too. It's like Jet fans didn't forget how bad he was as a rookie or that he got benched twice last year. Like, it, it just happened. Not only did he get benched twice, Mike, in the offseason, they replaced him with Aaron Rodgers because he's not good. So when Aaron Rodgers gets hurt right away and then you put in the guy who you didn't want to play this year, you went out and got Aaron Rodgers to replace him, the guy that you benched twice last year because he stunk, one of the times you had to bench him because he was 9 for 22 and acted like, I didn't play that bad. Like, you want to talk about not getting it. Yeah. Like, you can't then tell us, oh, this guy's improving. Like, don't do that. It's just, it's just a bad look, Mike. And you spoke about it, the Chiefs game. Look, we're not going to break this game down because if Zach Wilson is the quarterback, we're going to lose. I don't think any Jeff fan feels like we have a chance um, versus any team. Forget about playing the world champs. Forget about going up against Patrick Mahomes. Mike, we mentioned the amount of time the defense is on the field. Um, I think it's going to be this, a similar type of game. I don't think they're going to get boat raced and give up 70 points like the Broncos or anything crazy like that. But it's going to be a long night. Um, I'm happy you're going to be here. We've made plans. We're going to be in the parking lot together. We're going to enjoy the game together. I'm moving to Nevada in a week, guys. This is one of this could be the last podcast I do from New York for a few years. Oh, so right. me and Mike were hyped, <clears throat> hyped to all spend time together. And now the game's going to go how it's going to go. I mean, it's not going to be. But I said this to Mike. Look, crazy. I remember a couple years ago going to the Bengals game. Mike White was starting and me telling the wife, well, at the time she was my fiance. Babe, this is going to be, look, we got dressed up. I think I was dressed as a skeleton. I don't remember what it was. I was like, babe, this is going to be a long night. You know, it's going to be a long, we're going to get probably smashed. And then it was the greatest game. He throws 400 yards. So you do never know. Like Maybe there's three punt returns, right? Maybe maybe Mahomes tweaks his ankle. Henny comes in, has a bad game. Who knows? Like, anything can happen. But once you remove that, anything can happen. You just go to reality. Probably going to be a long night. Hey, would you would you um if you were Woody Johnson, would you extend a, a ticket to Taylor Swift? Oh, I like I, you know what? This whole the Taylor Swift phenomenon, I Mike, I couldn't tell you one Taylor Swift song, but I was talking about with my mom today. Like she's selling out stadiums like the Beatles in the 70s. So obviously she knows what she's doing with music. But <laughs> when I watched the Chiefs game the other day, I got an update on my phone from my ESPN app telling me she's at the game. Which is not, she's not, you know, Chris Russo went crazy today. I have no problem with Taylor Swift, but just enough. You know, I'm an NFL fan, a sports fan. You're fine up in the booth. But we're acting like she's like a royalty or something. <laughs> no, you know, no. I, don't, I don't understand. You know, I'm also I'm also not a 14-year-old girl, so maybe yeah. I don't get it. But I know uh, some people were saying Travis Kelsey might not be the best guy for her because he got into a fight in training camp once. I'm like, oh, here we go. He's, now he's about to get, Mike, if it, as long as his numbers stay the same for my fantasy team, I'm fine with it. Um, as the Kardashians seem to destroy every human they touch. Um, and Taylor Swift, I don't know if she has the same death touch on athletes, but we'll find out soon with Travis Kelsey. We will. We but will. We'll see, man. Sunday night. Um, look, Jet fans, the reason, and uh, we, we had our boy mentioned in a moment ago on the screen, Mike, we, why we put ourselves through this and stuff like that. It's one of the reasons after that first game, I was so proud of Jet fans. It's like, it's easy to be a fan of certain teams. You know, there's certain franchises out there. It's easy to be. Like, I'm a Mets fan. All my friends, and Mike's a Mets fan too. All our homies that grew up as Yankee fans, they didn't live the same life as us. They can say whatever the hell they want. Oh, they didn't win until the late 90s. The Yankees still won the most games of any American League team in the 80s. 
So they had one bad decade. They won, they won World Series every other decade. So it's like, I had to watch and be like, damn, it's easy to be a Yankee fan. You're always in the playoffs. You guys are always going for it, you know? And some franchises get to live that life, right? We don't as Jet fans. It's why our, our show's name ain't easy being green. That is the it's reason. We're, yeah. we're thinking, Mike, we might get a chance to change the name of the show after this season. You know? Just, just, we joked around about it. Maybe it will start being easy being green. Maybe we'll get on the path of greatness. Like, the Patriots sucked forever. And then they got Tom Brady. And then, look what, like, you never know. Things things turn for a franchise, and you get successful, and then you figure out ways to maintain it. We you know what I also noticed, Keith? Um, our numbers, like the people watching the podcast, the people who listen. Yeah. Whenever we're really good or things are doing good, our numbers aren't as great. You know, they come down a bit, I noticed. But when we, yeah, the misery when we, when we go into chaos, like when we hit... No, son, the numbers are off the world. Everyone wants to turn it. To... So funny it's that. so crazy. I don't know why that is. I'm looking at the data. I'm like, man, right there when Gase and then our numbers, we were like, remember, we were like 780 you know. listens. I was like, what the fuck? I know. Some of those Gase, those anti-Gase episodes, Jet fans are just oh. ready. We're just ready to wallow in it and destroy it. I mean, it was such a clown look, you went you went crazy when we fired mccagnan remember we fired mccagnan and we hired joe douglas and you went nuts bro like you were so mad you're like you let him draft all our players and then you kick him out oh i mean is there it was the worst approach and it, it proved it proved to be pretty goddamn stupid he did draft quinn williams that year so we'll give him that um but wow man we let we actually let robert salah come in here and the, the craziest part of that was that, Mike, when me and you watched Game of Thrones and Littlefinger would like always be whispering in like the ears and like manipulating from the shadows, he like was well-spoken and like smart. And me and you, I'm not going to name names here, but there's people in this country, many of them, that can barely form a sentence and they're very powerful people. Yeah, and I don't get it. You know, and he cases one of them. I'm like, how did you fool our head? How did you fool our, our owner? Who's a billionaire? It just showed me how much Woody Johnson's out of touch with actual reality. Any, you grab me, Mike. Go drop me in the middle of the Bronx. I'll grab any human right now and have him interview Adam Gase. I'm like, this guy's a moron. Regular people wouldn't, but our coach is infatuated. And he gave him so much power. This guy's hiring his own GM, which is Joe Douglas. And so far, so, the results have not been great. So that's, yeah. that's jet line for you, though, Mike. Yeah. That's our infrastructure right there in a nutshell. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Mike, I'm excited for a Sunday to see you at least, to see the fans, see the kids. Um, we'll have fun in the parking lot. We'll make the best of it. Um, you know, we'll figure it out. But I think we pretty much covered everything jet-wise that we had to get to. <clears throat> Aaron Rodgers, Joe Namath, I hope they can get along. Robert Salah, man, you got to keep it real. He tried to – he adjusted a little bit today of, oh, he needs to play better, Zach, and this and that. It's like, after you get blasted by the media for two days, I don't want to hear it. Now you look like – now you look – I would have rather you came out and said the same bullshit than didn't all of a sudden do a 180 – and it seems like it's just because the fans, and from what you said, Mike, players, senior players on this team that know what's up, probably got in his ass, and now he's like, oh, my bad, you know, uh, maybe Zach didn't play well. It's like, are you telling us all what we already know? And you're telling us three days later when we already saw the game? Like, I don't know. Mike isn't happy with Salah right now, and Mike, his head coaching record, I mean, let's be real, it's not that 12 great. 12 and 25. Well, there you go. You know, and he You're was done. sitting... And we were said, don't forget, everybody, we were seven and four last year, and we lost every single game the rest of the year. I mean, that a lot, a lot of times that will get you fired in this league. Six losses in a row 
after winning seven of your first 11 games. I'll get you fired in the NFL. He didn't get fired, and I don't see him doing anything this year to maintain his job. I could see a scenario, Mike. Now, I know I could see Joe Douglas and him both being gone, honestly, after this year, the way things are going. Um, I also see a scenario where he's gone and Joe Douglas stays again and gets to hire another coach. I, all time, I know it's only, we're only three games in. I'm not trying to get nuts, Jet fans. I'm just, I'm just thinking down the line here, Mike, and you said it to me the other day. I don't know how many games we're going to win this year. This is what we're going to be putting out there. And you're not wrong. You're not wrong at all. So, <sighs> Mike, <laughs> be another long year. It ain't easy being great. Long year, brother. But, Mike, if anyone does want to get at us and support us in any way, shape, or form, how can they do that? Guys, on Facebook, we're at aebg.jetsradio. On X, we're at aebg underscore fyj podcast. And on Instagram, we're at jet.aebg. You heard the man on behalf of the biggest jet fan in the state of Texas, Michael Garris. My name's Keith Farrell. Good action next week, everybody. Peace out.